This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. On the COVID report today, we are joined by Marianne Carlo of Wines of SA to tell us more. Thank you so much, Marianne, for joining us here on the COVID report. And firstly, as trade regains momentum and returns to what may be the new normal, how intense have the last few weeks been for the wine industry in South Africa? Thank you for having me. Uh, The last few months, in fact, have been incredibly intense for our industry. We had extensive bans on uh, local alcohol sales as well as exports for about five weeks as well, which really had a major impact on our industry uh, throughout the value chain um, and on a number of levels, which really uh, will see the face of the South African wine industry certainly change for the foreseeable future. And Marina, how much demand has there been for SA wines considering the abundant supply and how are you doing with that demand currently? In the international realm, uh, we've been very fortunate. Uh, A wonderful campaign has been uh, really sweeping across the globe called hashtag Save SA Wine. And that has really drawn the attention to consumers worldwide that South Africa was in a state of crisis in terms of what was happening here with the local ban, encouraging consumers to purchase South African wines wherever they may be in the world, which would hopefully in turn lead to more orders of South African wine for export. Uh, This will certainly help in the short term those producers who have those existing export markets. In terms of interest in South African wine here in South Africa, it definitely is something that we've seen change over the past 10 to 15 years as uh, more people are opening themselves up to enjoying wine, uh, learning about wine and, and, and moving past the stigma that wine is somewhat uh, a snobbish or Uh, something that you need to understand in order to drink it. So, uh, yeah, wine here in South Africa is certainly growing in popularity, which is wonderful to see. And if you can go in depth, how has the pandemic affected the wine industry's primary production, processing and related services, especially around wine tourism? So the lockdown and the ban has rightly, as you say, impacted us on many levels. Wine tourism in particular is a major focus for our industry as many of our smaller producers uh, really do rely on estate visits uh, and and their tasting rooms to do quite significant amount of sales. Um, Add to that the fact that they have um, uh, restaurants at their venues, they uh, have activities, all of these bringing in custom and, of course, revenue. And uh, this is something that, that, that really we didn't have anything of from the 26th of March. Fortunately, this is now opening up and we hope that we will see a lot of local custom in that level. From a primary production perspective, uh, the impact has, has also been quite severe and we anticipate roughly 350 of our primary producers having to, to sell up their farms um, or, or, or reconsider what they have planted on their farms. 
we've seen um, a lot of change in this area within our industry in the past 10 years. Before, uh, we had roughly 105,000 hectares of vineyards planted. At the moment, there's only about 93,000 vineyards planted. Uh, many of these vineyards being uprooted for, uh, for plantings of something that is more sustainable, such as citrus or berries or nuts. Um, and, and that really shows the volatility of, of where our industry at, is at in terms of financial sustainability. Uh, so what has happened with this, with this lockdown and, and the subsequent ban on local sales will definitely impact this picture quite a lot more. Now, how vital is it for wine producers to remain open? And have they been able to finish work with the harvesting of grapes in their wineries during the lockdown period? When the initial lockdown was announced um, and we started the lockdown process at midnight on the 26th of March, we were still within our harvest period. You have to remember that wine grapes are only harvested once a year. So you only have one chance to, to do what you need to do and to get it right. Uh, we went into urgent, urgent discussions with government in order to allow our producers to continue harvesting. And uh, what one needs to remember is that wine is an agricultural product after all. Uh, unlike uh, many of the other spirits products uh, that are sold and, and, and beer, which is, is brewed throughout the year on roughly a six-week turnaround. Um, so we were allowed dispensation to ensure that our harvesting could continue and be completed as well as the basic manufacturing of wine um, because once obviously the grapes come off the vines then the whole process starts the fermentation and everything else that the winemakers do within the cellar environment so um, we could continue with that and and the processing um, as things opened up and further dispensations were allowed eventually did open up but uh, there were a bunch of bottlenecks and and there were a lot of issues along the way uh, in terms of the manufacturing process, lots of uh, equipment gets imported from overseas and, and, and there were issues at the, the ports. So, um, so yes, we, uh, we had many hiccups along the way, but uh, we, we think we're, we're through this right now and can, can safely move on, hopefully. Now, as the industry relies mostly on tasting rooms and wine cellars to market wines, of which now needs to be in a new realm, what new marketing initiatives has the wine industry adopted and how effective are these new platforms? I definitely think um, there will be a new normal in terms of wine marketing. Uh, what we have seen over this period of time, in time, especially with our overseas markets is uh, Zoom webinars and Zoom tastings, online tastings, uh, the use of social media. Um, and, and I do think certainly from an export market, these things are going to change significantly. Um, generally throughout the year, we would attend international shows and our wine marketers and winemakers would travel the globe extensively to showcase their wines to prospective buyers and agents uh, in various markets. 
uh, now that it's been proven that you can actually stay wherever you are in your in your in your home or in your office or cellar and send the samples to your potential new importer or agent uh, while talking them through the wine in the comfort of your own home without the, the vast expense of uh, airplane, airplane tickets and accommodation and the associated costs of overseas travel, especially with a weakened rand, um, I do think we're going to see a lot more of that happening and uh, a, a lot more group engagement even uh, within uh, the local South African sphere, uh, all relying on, uh, on, on internet and social media. Um, so I think, uh, I think it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how, how this technology evolves to help our industry save on certain costs that, that really did cut uh, a lot out of uh, a marketing budget. Now, speaking of marketing, how important is brand visibility to the consumers and how have most brands or have most brands realigned themselves to the current situation? That's a tricky question. I think each brand has to do what they feel is right for them to, to get noticed and, and be seen. Um, something that is interesting from a branding perspective is with the hashtag Wine campaign overseas, it has come to light that there are a number of export labels that aren't necessarily recognized in other markets. Um, for example, a, a, a big brand would have uh, a very recognizable label here in South Africa, but they might have a completely different brand for a different market, such as China, um, to appeal to the Chinese consumer. Uh, you have to have a certain look and feel. And it would, in effect, be the same wine in the bottle as what we know here, um, but look completely different on the outside of the bottle. Um, and branding is an important role uh, for, for any uh, environment of, of business, uh, any consumer good. So uh, I think it's, it's very difficult to, to really say what will happen and, and what has changed and what will change. But uh, I, I do think there is an opportunity for even stronger branding uh, by, by South African brands here, uh, yeah, it's an opportunity that, that should be taken given, given where we're at at this point in time. Now, key partners from the hospitality industry, especially restaurants, have been hit hard by the pandemic. How do you continue to support them and sustain work relations? The hospitality sector is incredibly important here in South Africa for the South African wine industry. And um, we're certainly elated that on-site consumption of alcohol can now again resume as of level two, which is great. Um, our industry has been significantly supportive of this and, and we've included them in a lot of what we've done. Another campaign uh, that has kicked off in this time is the hashtag Save My Livelihood campaign, where we encourage anyone throughout the value chain, be it hospitality, wine industry, greater alcohol industry, manufacturers, bottling, to share their stories. You know, how has your job been impacted by the ban on local alcohol sales? Uh, 
But another fantastic project that we have seen is the Restaurant Rescue Project, where a number of wineries have donated wine to, one, to a restaurant that they might have been affiliated with before the lockdown period kicked in. And uh, in doing so, they have sold uh, vouchers. The restaurants themselves have sold voucher that consumers could purchase. And included in this voucher would be a case of six wines that you would get uh, basically for free. Um, and this encourages, obviously, cash flow for these restaurants. So an amazing campaign. And I think it's, it's really notable to see how the the industry is working together as one to support each other the wine industry that was in just as much um, negative trouble uh, as the restaurant industry yet they find a way to help each other out and and it really is heartening to see how south african businesses are coping and managing to support each other and lastly, Ms. Carlo, what practices have you put in place to ensure the industry can operate safely for the remainder of the lockdown period? This has been something that has been very important for our industry from the absolute get-go, ensuring the safety not only of our workers, but South Africans on the whole. So we have in place extensive protocols within our organisations uh, for, for workers within the cellars, within the vineyards, as well as in our tasting rooms and restaurant facilities on the farms, uh, and all the way through to those people who are delivering wine to the retailers or individual customers. Um, ultimately, we have to remember that we are in a, the grip of a pandemic, and uh, we need to ensure that our people, our fellow South Africans are safe um, while having access to those things that they enjoy most, such as wine, good food at restaurants and wonderful experiences. So the protocols that are needed are definitely in place. Uh, and anyone wanting to visit a winery um, or, or any of our establishments can feel safe in the knowing that their health is our top priority. And lastly, Ms. Carlo, during this time of the pandemic, what would you like our listeners to remember around South African wine and what are your parting thoughts? For your listeners, I would leave you with the fact that South African wine is an industry that is steeped in history. We stretch back some 360 years when the first wines were made here in the Cape. Uh, on the 2nd of February, uh, 1659, it was Governor Jan van Riebeek who made that famous inscription in his diary, praise be to God for today, wine was made from Cape grapes. And our industry has gone through a lot, but today we employ roughly 290,000 people in our industry. And that stretches further into the value chain of hospitality and manufacturing as well. Uh, we contribute a significant amount to the GDP of our country. We are an agricultural product um, that really does a lot for the brand South Africa picture of our country. And lastly, our wine is of top quality. We stand proudly next to the best of the best in the world with the quality of our grapes, winning accolades, winning awards, 
Uh, and, and this is a proudly homegrown product. We don't need to buy uh, and import uh, wine from international countries because this, what we make here in South Africa is absolutely second to none. And uh, your support as, as, a, as a South African, as a consumer, means the world to those who are uh, pouring their lifeblood, their heart and soul into this amazing product, which I always refer to as a form of art. Uh, the kind of wine that you might enjoy might not be exactly what I enjoy or the next person enjoys. The same as an artwork that you, that you see put up uh, in a gallery. Uh, different things appeal to different people, but still there was someone who, who made it with love and with passion. And those people are so reliant on your support. So please do support our South African wine industry in whichever way you can. That was Marina Carlo of Wines of SA sharing with us how the wine industry has survived the pandemic and what their plans are for the future. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. Or streams via www.varfm.co.za.